Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Swing Talks. This kind of duels is, this kind of goes through three things. And that is a triple review on Kyoto Animations, uh, on a couple Kyoto Animation series. Specifically, Amagi Brilliant Park, Nichi Joe, and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 1. Um, with Dragon Maid, I'm going to point out the flaws in that, but like, with Nichi Joe, like, for example... Um, if you haven't heard of me, if, like most of my rants, I did, I do a rant, I did a rant on, um, I didn't do it on the podcast, but it's like my disdain with how Kyoto adapted Dragon Maid, and it's coming from a guy who's actually read Dragon Maid, but we're going to talk about the series that came before it, and kind of, and yes, I have read the entire Nichijo manga, and I will explain that as well, so let's go through this. Monkey Brilliant Park. Monkey Brilliant Park is an anime. Is an anime about a theme park created from the mind of the guy that brought you the legend that was Full Metal Panic. A Monkey Brilliant Park follows a guy named Kaini Seiya, who's voiced by the Raku Ichijo actor. He goes on a weird, bizarre adventure after finding, after being saved by a girl, after being forced by a girl named Sento Izusu, a a gun wielding a girl that randomly can summon a gun to go to a Maggie Brilliant Park, a theme park that's getting old and disdained and getting broken. And there's a lot of characters in this. Like, for example, the first episode is setting up that character, and you realize something's off when, like, the mascot is assaulting the main character and he just starts talking. You think I'm like, no, 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 it's a woman. This mascot starts assaulting the main character and he starts talking. And it's like, something is up. Even with the girl wielding a magical, wielding a weird gun. And then you realize, then you learn from the plot, oh, all the characters in the theme park come from some alternate fiction dimension where like, they can exist only in the theme park, and some of them have to use rings to make them look, have to use like pendants to make them look human. And there's like weird stuff going on. For example, here's the list of some of the episodes that happen. Like, the first three ish are normal theme park stuff, then you have stuff like human, you have stuff like random cartoon gag of, cartoon gag of of zipper costumes, but they have actual, real, physical zippers on them! Cartoon Gag of Pirate Episode. Summer Pirate Episode. Summer fa- Fantasy Episode? And then, and then episode in which you, the, the only way this is teased is that two of the guys found these beans and then the entire episode is they literally insert they literally insert the beans into one of the character into Izuzu's meal, and then the beans make her do stuff, make her say her thoughts, her love thoughts out loud. You think I'm lying, but no, that is a real thing. And then there's other, and then the finale is like we got to make the princess not forget that's her curse. She got cursed to forget. We gotta do it. And the princess's only relation is a guy, and the princess's only relations are, are, are a gun-wielding psycho girl, a gun-wielding girl, a dude, just a normal dude who used to be an actor, and a, a fucking mascot costume. 
<laughs> Why is one of the relatives a freaking mascot costume? Who's like, yeah, 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 one of the relatives is a freaking mascot costume. One of the relatives is a mascot costume because my favorite thing is making mascot costumes protect people in a mech anime. What the fuck? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is fine anime. Ooh. So now let's get to the next one because, yeah. Nichijou is a series, is a manga series created by Keiji Araka. Came out in like 2008, 2009. It ran until 2015. Mostly my, li my library that I go to has the 10 volume run of the series and I've read it a couple of times. So I'm going to spoil some stuff that isn't in all the seasons because reasons. Nichijou is a weird series, so I have to go through all the relations and all the dumb stuff ahead. So our main groups are three trios, specifically a schoolgirl trio and a trio that kind of reminds me now of Mal Mal Heroes of Pure Heart. These include the schoolgirl trio, consisting of Yuko, a girl who, I don't know, I don't know, I'm going to make a dumb theory that like some of these girls have like ADHD and autism. I'm sorry, because I have ADHD and autism. I'm sorry. Yuko, a girl who I think kind of has ADHD because she fails in class, she's very hyper, and she gets into some very... She's one, she also has weird hallucinations. Then there's Mio, a girl who does not have weird hallucinations, but is sick of people pranking her and making her go insane. She possibly has autism. Possibly has autism. I, th I think she has like some Asperger's or something. She's also a manga. She's also a manga artist who draws weird stuff. And then there's Mai. How do I even describe her? She's she's basically she basically is like a, she's basically more normal than them, but still in the chaos. It's weird. This is coming from a guy who's read Dogman, which is written by a guy who has ADHD. That's tough. Book, he has ADHD and wrote about it. Wrote about a cat that literally is based off of him, and I like the story about the cat and the dog fighting the, the knockoff Garfield knockoff Snoopy going on fighting each other, but it's like, it's cool. Like, the knockoff Garfield makes a little sun, and that's kind of it. But then you look at this show, and it's like, yeah, they have ADHD and autism. Yeah, it's like, it's basically written up. If, 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 you are, if you have ADHD and autism, you'll love this. You'll love... Even if I skim through the entire series, this is insane, this is weird, this is bizarre, this is like you're high and you're on a ride and it's not laying down. There are funny faces, there are weird stuff going on, but we have to get to the other trio first. Um, then there's the, uh, they call it the Shinome Laboratories trio on TV Tropes, uh, I'll just call it the, I'll just call it that, with the main character of that being Nano, a a living wind-up toy girl, a living ro a robot who looks like a living wind-up toy, who may or may not be a living wind-up toy. Well, she doesn't. Who she doesn't generate power from being a wind-up toy like that one robot in Wizard of Oz. No, she's literally a robot with the wind-up toy feature just there. She can work without it because the wind-up toy is only there for the USB. For the USB for the little child scientist to jack in some weird shit into her. Sorry, I'm sorry. Speaking of the child scientist, the child scientist is named Professor. That, that's literally what they call her, Hakusei slash Professor. She's a child, she's a literal child whose only love is sharks, chocolate, and that's kind of it. She's cute. Uh, 
cute. And then there's Sakamoto, a black cat who they give us, who they just give a scarf to, and he just acts on a whim. And he, and he basically talks. His design now kind of reminds me of Mau Mau. I'm thinking like, is Parker Simmons inspired by Mau by Sakamoto to do Mau Mau's design? Because they kind of the head by the head design kind of looks similar. But I don't care. It's it's a show about funny, funny, funny girls and weird bizarre adventures. Jokes. Now the jokes mostly consist of weird, abstract punchlines because that's what you know of Japan, including the following: a body swap episode where the kindest main and kind of antagonist Nakamura Sensei swaps all the girls' bodies plus Sakamoto's and her own, and they're all in different bodies. All the girls' bodies plus Sakamoto plus her own, and they're all swapped in different bodies. Also, the cat is related to Nakamura, to, to the kind of antagonist Nakamura Sensei in some way. Yeah, there's Nakamura Sensei, this, this like kind of antagonist who just wants to like do stuff to Nano. It's weird. There are characters, and there's like time skip episodes. There's like one where, and the, and the entire finale, and there's other stuff like Wang Daifuku stand, and multiple other weird Daifuku stand. Not believing superstitions, a Calvin Ball-esque game where like one of the teachers knows how to play it. Relationships. Sundere Gunman! Sundere Gunwoman! Yeah, Sundere Gunwoman! Let's shoot him! Shoot him down! Shoot him down! And all this accumulates into some weird stories and weird plot. But eh, I don't care. The finale of this and I'm going to spoil it because people who've read the manga, I'm spoiling your finale, I'm sorry. The finale of this is the girls writing letters to themselves, and then you look at the, and the last couple of panels is three shots. The first shot is what the girls are like in the future. Mio, Mai, Hakase, and... Mio, Mai, Hakase, and Nano are normal, but then you look at Yuko. What happened to her? How did she become a... Did she become a kingdom of a weird foreign country? What? What's going on? And then they are buried, and she's like, Oh yeah, I can't find where it was buried. It's gone. And I'm like, that, that's, that's, that's the joke. That's the ending. That's the joke. To quote Simpsons in a scene where... In a very infamous scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger man appears. That's the joke. Yeah, it's fine. It's not as good as the other stuff in the series. For example, the themes. And yes, I am biased. I'm going to say say out of the two divided halves, the first, the the sec, the first ending and the second opening are the best. And why is it divided in half? So here's how I describe how it's divided in half. So inadvertently, the adapt the adapters lure the manga, and the first couple of pages is like, oh yeah, the robot Nano Shia goes to school. Like, the first couple of things, just like, oh yeah, she just goes to school. But through contrivances, they're like, oh no, how does she get to school? Like, they don't even describe it, even in the book. So then they're like, well, what do we do now? Well, let's just divide it in half. So basically, they divide, the initial series is divided along with the other student sections in half, with the Nano Hakase Sakamoto stuff, and the schoolgirl stuff. It's only until after episode 13 when both combine and then the second OP comes in. And the second OP 
is insane. It's crazy. It's it's vibrant. It's eccentric. It's I think the best opening, and it shows most, if not all, of the cast in the opening. I know people will be like, but I like... People will be like, but I like the first opening because of the, of the things. I'm like, eh, I don't care. I, li- I like I like the, se- the second opening, even if it has some of that stuff. But it shows what the characters are and how they act. And the first ending is it's just so sad. I don't know why. You're watching this, like, weird random show, but then this ending hits, and it's just like you're crying. You're like, why am I watching this show? Why is this ending sad? It's like it's like, it's like like a weird death song, and I'm like, it's sad. It's not like Mel song. It's, it's called, I think it's called ZZZ. You can look it up on, like, YouTube or, like, someplace, and it's just like... And I'm like, that's, that's, that's so, ve-. I'm like, I'm like the mother and freak is like, that's so very, very sad. It's very sad. And I just, I just feel for that. I just feel it in my gut that it's just so sad. But, uh, the third one. Now, now this is just a recap before like the July one, because like, I'm not talking about the mini dragon anime, which I will discuss in the spring video. But this is just a short thing that I'm just using to discuss a couple series that I watched and read. So Dragon Maid, if you've never heard of it, um, you've probably been on the anime meme community where you've heard of it, um, where you've seen all of those memes about like the the dragon in a maid outfit, this like goth, this like child, it's like a gothic Lolita that don't, don't, don't touch the dragon Molly, don't loot her. She's blind, white dragon. Look, look at this cute child and. It's like they're they're memeing about this. And the second season, which I I'm going to spoil most of it. We've got some controversy on Twitter because of a character that's introduced in at the end of the third volume into the uh, fourth and that then becomes a central player in the fourth volume. They literally introduced this character and it's gotten controversy already because Big Boobas. It's already got fucking controversy because it's got big freaking boobas. And people on Twitter are just pissed about this woman, this character. I'm like, oh, it's the same because you you allowed Uzaki Chan, another meme show, to exist, which was about boobas and boobas, and also that did a blood drive. You're letting you're letting Nagataro San exist, an anime about like a little little punkster prankster girl. You let you let you let Takasaki San slide, and now you're getting your Komi, and you also got like that Jahi anime that's coming in July. What what's wrong with you people? And that is my utter confusion to those people. What's wrong with you? But compare that to my reaction to the uh, Nietzsche to Dragon Maid. I am angry because of how they adapted it. Now I'm going to spoil the first eight-ish volumes. I'm, I might spoil like the eight-ish, nine-ish volumes, but here's 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 the premise. Okay, volume one. So volume one. Here's the premise. One day, the entire series, one day while drunk, a office worker named Miss Kobayashi finds a dragon named Toru in a forest. After inadvertently pulling a giant sword out of her back, Toru decides to become Kobayashi's unindentured maid and and work for her. Kobayashi wakes up the next day to find Toru at her house, confused, and then she finds out, oh no, my drunken wet dream's a reality! Uh-oh! So now she goes with, so now, so like, okay, 
the first volume, she's like, oh no, but you're going to run into the reality. And then, like, the first volume introduces you to the kind of first few central players being Kodash herself, the stern office worker who, when drunk, gets when drunk, get, really loves mates. And they don't portray drinking very badly in this. It's not like drinking addiction. It's just why. Um, Toru, the titular dragon maid, a dragon in a maid outfit who was just saved by Kobayashi, who is an OC? She's literally, she, yeah, they literally just write, oh yeah, Toru is my OC and my dragon combination fanfic, said the creator, I, I'm not lying. Um, then there's Takia, the office worker who works with Kobayashi, another office worker, he, he's like, He's like another otaku, much like Kobayashi. And when they introduce him, they have like a scene where they they go out drinking with Toru. And Toru is just confused as they talk about like random coding and tech mumbo jumbo. But then they get drunk and then they start going on this tangent about maids and cosplay. And then it, and it results in Toru getting stripped naked. You think I am lying, but no, that's literally what happens. I, re I don't know why I like this, but this is funny. Get stripped naked of her scales. Ha ha, funny. This is funny. This is the funny. Look at the funny. Ha ha. But then you have, like, the, uh, this, the, uh, then, then you're introduced, then that's like, the, and yes, yeah, so that's the entirety of the first episode is like the first half of the first volume. Then we are introduced to, then the next stuff is Kana, a, Kana Kamui, a dragon is based on a, I can't remember, like Sumerian or something, like some, some myth and legend that focuses on like weird dragons, I think it's like Sumerian or something, who is this cute lolly dragon who's like part of every single meme relating to this series. Uh, she... She's like, she, she, like, literally just finds Toru because Toru did Dr. Octagonopolis breath while cleaning the clothes and dispelled the sky. Uh, yeah, that's literally what happened. And somehow kind of found her. And somehow she's like a friend. Um, then there's, then after, and in the, in the initial story, it's like moving, and I don't like that. The, the moving stuff is dumb. But in Krima, and I'm not talking about the actual Christmas episode where they do, like, Little Match Girl or, like, the New Year's episode or, like, all the original stuff. I'm not discussing that. But I am going to get pissed about the original stuff when we get to Volume 2. Uh, we are introduced to Farnir and Lukoa. Uh, Farnir is this dragon who sounds like he could have a Scottish accent. Who's, like, a Norse myth dragon. And then Lukoa is a... She's basically... Um, her true name is, like, Quetzalcoatl, and she's, like, the same name of, like, an ancient Mayan deity, but also, like, a dinosaur. Uh, she, she, she's, she, her eyes, she's, so, like, a weird heterochromia. Compare that to, like, Farnir, who has, like, like, compare that to Toru and Kana. Their eyes are the same, but then you look at, like, um, what's her name? What's her name? Uh... She has like a weird heterochromia and like the designs of her eyes are different. Like it's weird. Um, but she's like a character, but she gets important later. Um, then in volume two, we are introduced to Kana's school and the character Saikawa, who basically becomes Kana's friend. Like each of the dragons gets like a different friend. 
and then later in that we also get like they put Farnir with Takia and then they become friends and that's kind of a, a thing it's, it's weird and gay um then there's um then Segalo has a sister named Georgie who's like obsessed with maids but Segalo was just, like initially a bully but then she becomes friends with Kana and like she she basically even if she's pompous she's still like a good friend to Kana like it's fine um she also is like very lusty for there's there's like some weird ahoge scenes where she goes where she makes a noise it's it's weird um then we have uh then we have the then we're introduced to Toru's father at the end of volume 2 who in the anime they try to make him more of a bigger threat in the finale but like in the initial one it's just like oh we just we just explained everything we're just Talking about it, and then it just ends with Toru crying, and she's like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll about it. And that, that's kind of it. Um, but we get another apparent thing later, and I'm still, I'm still saying the later stuff. Come on, just shut up. Uh, volume 3, we are introduced to Rukawa's human um, friend, Shota, who Shota is the son of Kobayashi's boss, and he's like a little wizard child, and somehow the, the entire, you learn, you, you then learn that the entire company that Kobayashi works at is run by wizards, not tech wizards, actual magic wizards, magic Harry Potter wizards. It's it's weird, and, I'm, and it gets weirder from there. Um, then we are introduced through Toru accidentally summoning a portal back to her world and and trying to get an item. Um, we're introduced to um, it, um, Elma, who's one of the who's one of like I think four dragons who winds up busting out of the portal, and they each do their kind of do their own thing. Um, Elma is one of them. Elma is... They, they then, in, with Elma, they introduce, like, this harmony... Chaos and Observer. It's, like, it's weird. Um, Elma is this water-themed dragon who has, like, a... Trident. Um... She, she then becomes another office worker at Kobayashi's office. She just works with them. She just becomes one of the gang. <laughs> um, then we have, uh, Illu... Who's, who's Twitter controversy baby, uh, who was introduced at the end of Volume 3, and, and like, Volume, end of Volume 3 and end of Volume 7 are, like, arc stuff, so, like, Volume 4, even if there's, like, some sidetracking, is an entire, there's, like, an entire arc, minus a couple things, which are covered in the anime, I think the, uh, the meeting in the, uh, Hot Springs, is an entire arc dedicated to Illu, who is Big Booba Twitter hate dragon, and she has, like, big meaty claw arms which then almost transformed into hands who like we initially fight and then like you are now friend after having to stop like a harmony dragon i think his name is Democles or something who like was trying to harass her and toru and kobayashi saved the day and it led kobayashi to like almost collapse of nosebleed i don't know what's going on um then uh, volumes five and six, we are introduced to other characters. There's like a guy called Takedo who kind of is, is like an older Shota. He's not like an older Shota from the future. He's like he's a kid who acts like an older Shota who literally is very uncomfortable around Illu, much like Shota is uncomfortable around Lukawa. Um, and then uh, there's. And then there's, uh, 
and then in in, in the uh, seventh volume, and I'm and I'm stuttering for this because I've read all ten, all of the Dragon Maid manga so far. In volume seven, we're introduced to Kana's father. Kana's father, his name's Kimun, and he. Oh, I'm just stuttering. It's like speaking like a child. Oh my gosh, Kimun has this guy called Azad, and Azad wants the dragons because he wants the balls to control the dragons in some reason. And then Kobayashi does like a spirit bomb the stops him, but he has like a curse that makes him come back to normal. I don't know what's going on. Then Lukoa and Shota's dad take him away, and he goes on like wizard parole, and he becomes friends with Georgie. Um, and then we're also introduced to, and the final character that's kind of main, kind of not, is Kana's, no, Illu's grandmother. Named a Tailene, Tailene. Um, she's like this dragon who, who every time she's with Illu, she she's like she's like she's, she's, she she made her form look like a child, and every time she's with Illu, she wants to be called. She wants her to be called Onesima. <laughs> but this grandmother is looks like a child. Why? Um, she they try to hype her up as the next threat, but then she like then she like. Then she like tries to go by her. She's like, nah, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just gonna fuck off. And that's kind of it. Um, like I'm just pissed at this at the anime adaptation because of reasons. I don't like how they adapted most of the stuff because like they like they had to do connections because it was moving. And I'm like, no. Um, but that's kind of it. And like I, I'm sorry I've spoiled all ten volumes and beyond. I don't care. I've read. The book. Also, I forgot there's, like, a little sword boy. There's, like, a little sword child, because, like, she pulled the sword out. That's kind of it. Um, all in all, I, I really like the manga more than the anime, to be honest. Like, Nichijou, I can like manga and anime equally. Amagi, um, anime is fine. I haven't read the manga, but, like, specifically with Dragon Maid, I, I think the manga is a more superior experience. Don't, don't, don't kill me about that. Don't try to kill me. I'm sorry. But that's what I'm going to say. Uh, this is going to cover 26 minutes, so uh, I'll just quickly say uh, next month reviews on uh, possibly um, all of spring 2021 20, anime, um, specifically the ones I watched, um, possibly a review on Rugrats, um, possibly um, this month. I don't know if there's going to be a Smash reveal this month, but possibly we're going to do a Rugrats review. We're going to do, um, we're going to look at, like, stuff about Metopia. We're going to, I might do, like, a talk about, like, the initial Metopian stuff and get my history about it. Um, and maybe in June we're going to just do a spring anime review of the eight spring anime that I liked and I watched. Um, and then... Also, we're going to be talking about um, Bullington's Cartoons' new season, Rugrats' um, new series, and Game Central! And we're going to be watching E3, we're going to be watching the following, and that is E3, um, let me say it again, okay, E3 and Summer Games Fest. We're watching all the conferences. We're going to do reviews on them. We're going to get some stuff about them. That's it. Um, thank you and bye. Um, I'm going to post this immediately on SoundCloud after I'm done with this. And no, not SoundCloud. Uh, uh, Anchor. And follow me on Anchor. Follow me on Spotify. I think it's TLM on Demand. Um, my only connection is TLM on the Pop Culture Fan, but it's TLM on Demand. Um, 
that's kind of it. Um, I'll see you then. Bye. All right, uh, this episode's going to have a quick update round because we're going to get through a couple things. And it, some of them will go through July, and I'll talk about a review that might add to Kyoto Triple Trouble to make Quadruple Trouble. Ahem. So, first off is updates, which is... I just decided to add this news late. Updates for two anime... For an anime and a movie that I'm going to be watching coming soon. Um, first is the movie Space Jam 2. They haven't... I don't think there's a new trailer yet, but they've revealed more posters for the rival team in this. The Goon Squad. And the design... And they revealed that the characters are playing them. Uh, so some of them are like... One's a Spider-Man with a pun on the basketball player's name. One's... A uh, Birdman called called after this guy who's called quote the Brow, and they literally use his name, and they're like, "How do we make him cooler and make him a fucking Birdman?" Um, the next one is one about uh, I think of the third one. The next one's one about uh, there's one called White Mamba because she's named after that because she's a basketball player that Kobe Bryant, the guy called Black Mamba, named her. Uh, another one is this robot dude called Kronos. I think I think the guy who plays him is like Damian Lord or something. And he he's basically a robot. I, I don't know what references they pull for that Damian Lord guy, but like I know this guy called Wet Fire and they're like, oh yeah, Splash Brothers, that's what the guy was called. And, like, they're doing weird puns with these characters' names just so they can make them look cool. And I'm like, eh. I am excited for this movie. Um, I have heard there's some Michael Jordan updates. And then also Drax, the guy who played Drax, is like, they treated my character wrong. And I'm like, that's fine. Um, I'm excited for Guardians 3 whenever that comes out. I think it's, like, 2022, 2023-ish. Uh, next news is for the... There's no updates on when Dragon Maid is on... They have an update on when Dragon Maid or... Um, no, neither Dragon Maid or the other one I want to watch. Uh, the East... Dragon Maid, East Cut Drugstore, or the Rio something with, with the guy who lives in a dorm with, with big titty girls. Um, that hasn't gotten updates on when the heck it's coming out. Um, but when they did get an update is, uh, Jai Summon, the Jai Summon anime. It's gonna be animated by Silverlink, which, for anime ha- fans, they're known for, the, for doing the adaptations of ReZero, Invaders of the Rokujuma, and Devil's a Part-Timer. They've done two scenes with ReZero, they've done the first scene of Devil's a Part-Timer, and they've done... I'm, I'm thinking, okay, they've done the first season of Devil's a Part-Timer, and they've done... The first season of Bears the Rock Juma. I, I call them infamous for like trying to wait a long time to do second seasons because, as I'm saying, I don't know if they're the ones responsible for Devil's a Part Timer second season. Which I watched the original Devil's a Part. I remember watching the original Devil's a Part Timer. Just like, why when they shrink their eyes, it just looks fucking creepy and insane. I'm sorry to swear, but that's just dumb. I really like the original Devil's a Part Timer, but I think. The first two volumes in the book are better. I'm hoping this second season is good. But Jahi, 
Uh, they got the cast, they got what it's about. Um, Jahi, if I want to recap, is a manga about... It's basically another reverse East Kai like Devil is a part-timer, but it's... I'd say it's superior in some ways, and my main example is this. Um, with Jahi, the main magical characters are already in the world, and it's five magical characters, much like five magical characters, and the five main magical characters are Jahi, Darj, Salwa, the Demon King, who might have a ghostly white elf or something, and the Magical Girl. And those are the only five characters that exist in the world. And the other thing that I like is the gimmick that Jahi and the Demon King both are turned into children. Which, that's cool. I really like that. Um, Devil's a Part-Timer doesn't feel like they should have done it. Like, you could have had like a mechanic where like... Mount Amelia would have been like turned in. Mount Amelia would have been turned into children or something, and then they'd like get pow when they get powers, they turn back into normal. That that would that would be fine. Um, but then that's kind of it. Um, but then I'll do a quick review to add to the uh, quadruple trouble. I watched the entirety of a show called Myriad Colors Phantom World. So I I don't even like somehow Kyoto Animation also has a light novel branch. Which is where Chinobio, another anime that I forgot to review but I watched, came from. So this is from their light novel branch that they decided, hey, let's make this into an anime. Uh, the plot of this is, it's about this kid, I'm, I'm just going to give him nicknames and I'm going to nickname him after anime and my characters, so sorry. So there's this kid who has the same powers as Mitsumi, which is like he can draw into a book and he can like summon monsters. And he... And his friend, who's like this blonde girl, uh, I mean, I'll call her like Sam, like Zero Suit Sam, like Samus or something. There's like Mitsumi, there's Samus, there's Kirby, and then there's then there's this girl who's like, who, she, her hair is kind of like Samus, and she she um, it uses elemental powers to defeat these monsters. And then there's a girl who's like Kirby, where she can like suck stuff up. And then there's a girl who's like Black Canary, and she can like use sound powers and then there's this child who has this stuffed bear that can like fight for her um they're they're part of this team that has to go stop these things called phantoms which is like it's fictional characters being phased into the real world and that's kind of it um so each one of them is like a self-contained story where the gang has to fight a different phantom each time and this follows Kyoto's, like, traditional 13-episode rule, which, compared to Dragon Maid, where, like, Dragon Maid's finale was, like, an actual, was, like, was, like, an actual finale, or Nichijo as well, Nichijo kind of as well, um, I, I'd say that it's more like a, Ma it's not like a Maggie Brilliant Park, where, like, a Maggie Brilliant Park with Kyoto... Like, the, the 12th episode is the finale, then the 13th episode is an additional episode that focus that is just, like, here's what the gang is up to after the incident. That's fine. Um, then, like, but I could do a quick uh, thing about Mutopia. This is before I buy the game, but this is from my recollections of the game, and I'm, I'm going to spoil some team stuff. But uh, here is the summary of Mutopia. Um, quick. Quick. 
Utopia is a, um, I'm going to have to use research here really quick. It's a bit dumb. Uh, Utopia, here is my research. It's got to be under Wikipedia. Um... Utopia was a role-playing game that is coming to the Switch this year, but was initially released in December 2016 and released worldwide in July 2017. Um, the game is a turn-based RPG where you use me characters specifically... You can, um, okay, I'm sorry with the ums, okay. Specifically, you can play this game where you have, you're, you can use yourself and your family, famous celeb world celebrities or fictional characters, and it can be, or OCs, it can be a mixture of any of those. My team is mostly going to be, like, fictional characters because I did it the last time, so here's the summarization of the plot of Metopia. Metopia takes place in the land of Metopia. Uh, I, I can't summarize the, even the early plot. It's like, here's the land of Metopia. It's bright and colorful and happy, but uh-oh, someone's been stealing people's faces. It's a Dark Lord. Uh, the Dark Lord has been pulling the faces onto monsters. So then you play as your main character. Um, I My playthrough is mostly using a fictional character as my main character. I don't want to use myself. Like, I used myself in the original game as a spoiler character that I'll get to later on, but that's not kind of the thing. Uh, but yes, also this month, I forgot Rugrats review. Um, that'll be quick later, but here we go. Okay, so Metopia, you play in the land Metopia as your character. Your character is... So, I chose Snoopy from Peanuts as my main character, because, like, I really like Peanuts. <laughs> but, like, the plot is, your main character is a character who winds up on a bizarre adventure because... There's a Dark Lord about, and he is trying to destroy, trying to steal people's faces. So, each world focuses on a couple things. Um, so, the first world is a kingdom where you save a town. Like, each world has a town you need to save, but then each world has, like, different themed characters that you cast that you have to save. For example, the, for example Greenhorn... Has a town people you need to save. Then you have to all save the king and the princess. Um, then there's a second world, which is a Arabian desert world, and you have to save the genie. You have to save a genie. Um, then the third world is the fairy world, and you have to save um, fairy sisters. Three fairy sisters. Um, but the main, that's the main stuff. But then there's like, what each world's like. So the first world is you get four characters. You get your main character and then three other characters. And three other characters are based off of your class. Which the classes are, I gotta, I gotta remember these. Because I'm dumb. Uh... Wizard, so the first world you get wizard, mage, and... Wizard, mage. No, oh, sorry. 
mage, I said wizard and mage at the same time, mage, warrior, mage, warrior, thief, chef, pop star, and cleric. Then in the second world, you then each world you lose like your other three characters. Then you have to choose between three other classes. And then the next world is cat and scientist. Then the final world, then the final area before the last world is cat and scientist. Uh, flower tank and princess. Um. Then the final world, it's like a, not a gauntlet rush, but like a character saving rush where you save your, the nine other characters that you had parties with. So you first save the last three, then the second three, then the first three. Um, then in the finale of that world is you save a dragon and then later in that finale... There's like this character you meet along the way called like the Great Sage. The Great Sage gets possessed by like this dark sperm thing called like the dark curse that possesses the great sage and then the second half of the game is trying to fight that by just doing quests the second half of the game is just all quests and i know that's something like that's all the second game is is just all quests it's dumb that way and i really think it should have been better but that's the game uh, I am excited to play it again. I really want to get more characters. My team last time focused had like I think the three powerful girls: Zim and Garfield from Invader Sim, Garfield from Garfield, and my both teams have Snowy from Peanuts. Uh, my my second team is still gonna have Snowy from Peanuts. Uh, Grimm and Mandy from the Grim Adventures Billy and Mandy, and Raven from Teen Titans. But this new team is gonna be different because I'm using more anime and manga characters from video games and stuff. And it's because I was awakened, and I'm going to add, like, Mithra from Xenoblade. Uh, I have Mithra from Xenoblade 2, Azusa from the Killing Slimes anime. Uh, what was the other one? Mithra, Azusa. Um, there's another one. Uh, Mithra, Azusa. There's another one. Uh, I can't remember the third one. Toru from Dragon Maid. Uh, I'm also getting... Um, I, I, I found, like, a Daffy me. I want, I want Daffy Duck in my party, uh, but I haven't found much for, like, a Sour from the Tawaru series, uh, Chitoge from Nisekoi. Um, there's, like, another character. Um, Chitoge from Nisekoi, there's, like, another character. Um, Chitoge from Nisekoi, there's... Um, what's the name of the other ones? Felix the Cat and Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I want Mies for those. I haven't found Mies for those yet. Um, is this the finale? Um, this is just a long one. I'm sorry. Uh, but also, next part of this is going to be Rugrats. And also, I'm recording this through uh, the Anchor app, so it's a bit harder to record because you have to be finicky with it. I, I like the audio recorder better, but eh. Hello, um, yes, I have to do a review of this because I'm now graduation. Um, I played through the, not the entire first area of Utopia, but the entire 
first area and some of the second area of Metopia, and here is my review of the game. Now, this is going to be some later stuff that I've seen before, but I will explain it. Metopia is a game released in 2016 for the Nintendo 3DS. It was updated in 2021 for the Switch, five years after its release. The updated re-release includes stuff that wasn't in the original version, including the following. New events, a horse and wig and makeup features. So if you want to make your characters look as accurate as your favorite franchises, you can do that. But first, some notifications on some stuff that they had to work around to get the Switch version. Um, so, in the game, specifically in certain points, and the certain points specifically are the first three areas and the quote-unquote Traveler's Hub, there are characters that you have to... that in the Switch version you have to cast on the 3DS version that are forced to be cast in the, th in the Switch version. And what are you saying? Okay. Um, the Mies in the villages of Greenhorn, Nextdoor, and Realm of the Fae had characters that... I'll just say it. They had characters that needed to be cast, that were cast by Spot Pass, but in the Switch version, you, you have to ca forcefully cast them. Then, also, more other important characters, including the Postman, the Chef, the, the Roman Gourmet, the Nintendo Fan, the... Quizmaster and the photo guy are also cast characters. You have to cast them. Uh, but in Greenhorn, they kind of an added thing where, like, there's four guards in front of the king, and that's kind of a thing you have to cast. But the main casting characters, and also the, uh, the guy who works at the Travel Sub, but the main casting characters you need to cast are your Dark Lord, your Great Sage, the King, then the Greenhorn, then the main Greenhorn characters, which is the King, the Princess, and our two suitors. Um, then in Next Door, it's a Genie, and in, in Realm of the Fae, it's the three Fairy Sisters. Um, but let's get into that story. So, Metopia is takes place in the land of Metopia when there's problems going on. What problems, you ask? Uh, problems, you ask? Okay. The, uh... The, the thing, okay. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay. The game has a plot where... This, the plot is... A Dark Horse has been selling people's face in your forest to stop him. Uh, so... 
how you are told to stop him is you are given a a, a you're given an antique charm by a mother, and the mother and the antique charm activates, and it's and you are told by a god to go and save the people of the world. And th this is where the mechanics come in. So the the game mechanics include fourteen classes. Six starter. Seven unlockable. Six starter, eight unlockable. Six starter, eight unlockable. Um, these classes will be, are what you use to fight the Dark Lord with. Um... So, you're given the first six classes, which are Warrior, which is a sword wielder, Mage, which uses magic, Thief, which uses a dagger, Cleric, which uses healing magic, Popstar, which you use bard powers, and Chef, which you use cooking powers to stop bad guys. Um, then it gets more complex. Um, the next part the next part the next part is uh Sorry. So you do this to save the people of the Green Horn, the King, and the Princess, but then the party you're with gets kidnapped. So it happens twice. This, this is the first time. And then you get three new classes being Cat, Imp, and Scientist. Then you use those to solve a problem where the prince from the prince who was trying to the prince who was trying to marry the princess from next door wound up having to summon a genie, which you then have to fight the genie, help him, and all that stuff. Um, but, like, early in the game, you meet this character, I forgot, like, about that. You meet this character called the Great Sage. He's very important, and it'll be very important in the fourth world. Um, then, um, your characters go to... Then your characters go to, uh... I'm, I'm thinking, okay. Then you and the characters solve the genie problem. The genie blows some rocks out of the way. And then you get to go to the next area, which is Realm of the Fae. Realm of the Fae, you do the second part. You lose your characters. And then you're stuck with your main one. And then... Um... You get the fine... The, the, the last... Class trio, which is tank, flower, and princess. Um, then comes the final area. Then, then comes the final area. Then you you have to save three fairy sisters from getting their faces stolen. Then comes the final area, which is uh. 
final area, which is called Crackton. Crackton is a boss rush where you get all your friends back and you defeat the Dark Lord. But then the Dark Lord gets possessed by a spirit that was in a, an amulet that he, it was wearing in Zerk, and it possesses the Great Sage. It then leaves, but then you've all saved the dragon, and the dragon takes you to other lands where you can... where you can stop the Dark Lord, and then... Getting through this. And then there's the... Um, other worlds, so you're given, like, a snowy, a snow, snow world, a bizarre food world, a sky world with, like, robots and stuff, and then finally a tower. You have to find five phase parts they have to insert in the tower, and the tower takes you to a, another boss rush, within, which then takes you to, to stop the Dark Lord, and then... Oh, God, I'm thinking, I'm just talking. Okay. Then, also, along the way, you can get the Vampire class. The Vampire class is, got, is you get when you get enough people who... <laughs> ...quested, and you get the Vampire class, which is a class where you can be a vampire again. Then the final one is the Elf class. The Elf class in the post-game after you feed the Darkest Lord, which is a Ascension version of the Darker Lord. And then that unlocks Gaudas Al. Gaudas Al is where the Elf class is. And also the Villa, which you can recruit up to 100 characters. And then finally, there's New Lumos, which is another boss rush, which leads you to a tower, which is another boss rush. Okay, you getting this, you getting this. The gameplay is weird. Um, your main character is the only one that does the RPG combat while all the other characters are controlled by AI and some will do very stupid things. But it's a good game. But um, there's some other stuff. But then there's also like... So there's level up meter that gives you stuff like... Sorry, I'm, I'm just thinking too much. Right. Level up meter gives you new skills and classes. But then there's the other meter. The other meter is the... Second meter, second meter. Second meter is the... The second meter is the relationship meter. The relationship meter goes to 99. Level up goes to 50. Uh, there's also, like, food you can get from enemies that give you more power. And then there's also, uh... I think... <laughs> there's the level up meter, which gives you more power. Um. Then... There's other stuff. Um, there's stuff unique to each class or each personality type. And then there's, like, stuff unique to other things. Other things. Then also there's the inn. The inn, in the inn, there's a, um, thing where your characters 
have either one of, um, five things. One is to give them gold so they could spend it on clothing items or weapons. Then the other, then two, you can give them the food you want from battles. Third is the, um, check on people where, like, it has, like, certain little events that happen. The fourth one is the arcade, and fifth, exclusive to the Switch version, is outings where you make the char two characters go on a date. It's it's a date! Jap in Japan, they literally call it a date. Um, then that's it. Um, the main game is about 30 hours. It's, like, for 3DS, it's 30 bucks. It's 40 bucks. For Switch, it's 50 bucks. I'd recommend the Switch version for more of the stuff. If you want the 3DS version, you can. Um, the 3DS version, I'd recommend if you'd have Spot Pass on and you just see the random stuff they do. That's kind of it. I really like this game. It, I, I, it's always 10 out of 10 in my book. Um, but it's not as higher than Smash Bros. Ultimate, so... Yeah, so... That's fine. <laughs> so I have to add more stuff to this, so... Um, hi, this is a new part. After some incidents and some dumb spending decisions, I got two new games. Uh, these are Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp, FE, and SpongeBob Alpha Bikini Bottom. I'm hoping with most of these I can finish the things. SpongeBob, I need to finish the, uh, the first world. Like, with SpongeBob, I'm going to finish the first world. That's what I'm going to do. Because... Um... Okay, I'm going to say that. Because it's... it's okay, first world SpongeBob, it's weird. Um, I beat it, and it was... I didn't beat it yet, but I'm still on the part where I have to go past the boulders. Um, I'm gonna try and finish that. But I played the first... Three-ish sections of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Specifically, the prologue, the first chapter, and the first intermission. And I have some... <laughs> thoughts. Um... This is a game where your stand... Is... Uh, your, your stand is literally, okay. So this, this game is like, it has some persona in it, and it's like taking all of Shimigami Tensei, but adding Fire Emblem elements. Um, so from my review, it says, like, they got Digital Devil Saga, regular SMT, and Persona stuff. But then you have, like, you, instead of your stands being, like, historical figures, like in Persona, historical fictional figures, your stands are Fire Emblem characters. Like, you have, like, the only ones I know are Krom and Marth, because they're from Smash. Like, like the main character gets both Krom and Marth, and they're both voiced by the Japanese actors. And I only recognize Krom as Gintoki Sakata, because I watched too much Gintama, sorry. But he also plays characters like, he plays Joseph Joestar, younger, in Joseph's Bizarre Adventure. He plays this, like, dude with glasses, I think it's like Tech or something, in Sket Dance. Um, he plays, these characters, you get his distinct voice as just this bombastic man, but when this game, he's just like, oh, I'm a stoic man that's a stand. What? So what was the first plot? Okay. So I have to explain the plot. Okay. The first section of the plot is weird. So this is, this is me summarizing the first 
three things that happened. Okay, so the prologue opens, and you are, and you play as Itsuke Aoi, the, the protagonist, who's very bland. Uh, he's very bland. They, they gave him dialogue. They should have, they should have made him, like, Cloud, where he actually had a personality, or Joker, where he shouldn't have just talked, where he shouldn't have talked. Like, you could have just gave him a Cloud or Joker scenario, but you're like, no, 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 just, just make him talking in bland. Why? I don't know. Uh, so one day he's talking to his friend Toma, who loves being a uh, Tokatsu hero for some reason. I don't know, he wants to be a famous Tokatsu hero. And he, and you have this thing, which I found out is like on the gamepad, which is phone texts. <laughs> it's so unbelievably dumb. You have phone texts. So he texts you and you're like, hey, where are you? And he's like, text, Toma's like, hey, where are you? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm at some place, I'll meet you later. And then, but then he sees his childhood friend, Subasa Obire, who uh, is at this place because she wants to audition for for an idol thing. She wants to audition to be an idol. So, um, I'm continuing. Uh, so, So, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay. So, Subasa wants to be an idol, so she, because she had a thing where, like, from what I can gather, and from the entire plot I haven't read it yet, is where s someone at an opera sung the Fire Emblem commercial theme, they, they were singing it, and then accidentally summoned one of the villains from Fire Emblem, I think his name is Medius or something, and then he just started stealing humans... And, and turning Fire Emblem characters into evil monsters. Into, uh, hooded monster Organization 13 guys, and they can only be used as, like, Mirage stands or something. And Itsuki gets Krom, and Tsubasa gets, uh, another one called Keita. So, like, some dumb contrivance, which is... Oh no! He kidnapped my gr clown guy. Kidnapped my girlfriend. I gotta save my girlfriend. Oh, let's go into the funny, funny, weird persona world, the other mind world, and save the girl. And then, and then you do this thing where like you bust in, you watch a girl's soul get sucked, and then you have like this. Then, then like literally, you're almost killed by Krom, and Orc comes out of his body, then saves Krom. And then the, then the female character, Subasa, gets, like, an orb coming out of her body, and they save Kaida. And then they both strut into, like, a, uh... Whatchamacallit? They, they strut into, like, this big auditorium, because, like, Toma told them to go there. And they fight this guy who has a big spearman, but then Toma and his stand can come in. Toma rides, like, a motorbike. What? And, the, and then... He comes in with Kane, and you're like, oh, you saved the day, and then we stop the guy, and, like, I just guessed the first boss, and the first boss is like, guess which one I am, and I'm like, uh, the, 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 the mill one? The, the right one? And I, I just guessed, and then it, like, also did damage to him, and then I killed him, and I was like, oh, that's it? So then comes the next one, so then the first chapter. Uh, the first chapter is, okay. The first chapter is, uh, Tsubasa. It's, like, the, the, most of the plot's about Tsubasa and, like, different aspects of the allergy, so this one's about singing. 
So, like, we meet this guy called Barry, who's, like, this two-tone hair man, and he, like, he, he speaks English. He literally, they haven't gotten to the part where I find him as a boss, but he literally spouts English. He literally spouts English any chance he can get when he's pissed. He just spouts freaking English. And then they say, that's the cool guy. He's the cool guy. He spouts English. He's the idol manager. I'm like, this otaku that spouts English is cool? What the heck is wrong with you? Um, then the next one, so then we are told by our friend. So we, so we have, like, Toma, and then we got a new friend in Kyria who is, like, a famous idol singer and Subasa's best friend. But I forgot, we also have this boss in Maiko who... Uh, who, like, asked us to join the same aisle group as Tomo and, and Kyria, and we were like, okay. And in her room, there's, like, a funny little Persona Velvet room where Tiki from, from Fire Emblem just is, like, as, as a little child who only, who is the only character who keeps her original design just sits there and you get stand power from her. You get new swords and shit. Um... I don't say quick SpongeBob for I've never, I've never played the original, and I'm like, this is a fine game. I'm gonna try more of it later. But you get stand power, and then you go to to carry a friend of ours. So we go to a concert, and then and then another stand user was like another Fire Emblem character appears, and it's like Subasa's sister or something, and she's like trying to destroy us. So we have to beat the shit out of her to progress. And to progress is you have to go through this, I'm going to swear, fucking doll, ha fucking maze that's like, it's complex. There's like, so you have to, so there's these giant dolls and you have to go, man, because you have to go through the sleeves of the mannequins. So there's like multiple different paths you have to take, but the mannequins are like the hardest thing because you have to find, you have to find out how to pose them in the right spot. The puzzle, the first puzzle sucks. I hate the first puzzle. I hope the other puzzles are better because the first puzzle is just dumb. So I didn't use, I didn't pose the mannequins in the right spot and the mannequins take me to the other side, yada yada yada. So then we fight the sister once and then we have to go get some, re, re, get some health and I had to like level up to a higher level. Then I had to fight the boss which was another stand and the stand just killed Subasa. but then but then the only two guys left were the men, and the only ones who could stop the stand were the men, because Tsubasa f***ing died. So, like, the men stopped the stand, and then we won. And now Tsubasa can't level up. It's stupid. But then Kyrie joined our party, and then and then we then we went to Toma, and we listened to his funny Tokatsu thing, so he becomes a Tokatsu hero again. And then we go and meet uh, Tiki, who wants... To, us for her to help the thing, and, and that's kind of it. It's a weird game. Uh, SpongeBob, I'm telling you, uh, SpongeBob Battle for King Bottom. It's a fun game. Um, I'm getting it's funny trying to play it, but like it's hard. Um, still, I'm saying next Rugrats review. I'm gonna be reviewing Rugrats twenty twenty one. I'm hoping it's good. The intro is interesting, so uh, see you next time. Uh. That'll be the last part of this podcast, so, okay. Well, it's the final uh, part of the May podcast. Uh, I watched the entirety of the five out of the 26 episodes of Rugrats 2021. Oh, Jesus. And this is my summary.
Um, so there's some stuff. Uh, I, I kind of just breeze past them, just getting some knowledge, and that's what I normally do. Uh, they have revealed some more stuff about Stratium too. Okay. Which, Space Jam 2, Slammy Jammy 2, uh, they revealed some stuff. What did they reveal? Uh, they talked about, for Slammy Jammy 2, uh, it, it was, I think, oh yeah, Slammy Jammy 2, they talked about, um, some scenes. They, they said that John Cheadle might join the bad guy team. He's gonna do the funny bad guy team superpower, so we're gonna fight Don Cheadle, so... Yeah, but well, let's get into let's get into Rugrats. Uh, Rugrats reboot first episode starts out with um, it, it goes from my screen to full screen. Um, the thing is, I watched all five episodes. The, what, is, what are your thoughts? Okay, adults, they sound weird. Grandpa is a hippie. I am. I know they're trying to modernize the grandpa, but you could have kept him nice, curmudgeon, fifteen joke. Haha. I like uh, that's why I like the original show a bit better. Uh, there is some stuff to like about this. Um, the new characters include a frog. Yeah, yeah, literally. Literally, the opening says one of the new characters is Phil and Lil get a pet frog. Um, okay, that's fine, but I don't care. Uh, the next thing is... Um, the last episode of what they had so far was basically they find an someone makes an Angelica toy doppelganger. And they're like, we love the... And the mayor's like, we love the Angelica toy doppelganger. And the Angelica's like, they don't love me anymore, damn it! And then it ends with, like, Angelica coming out, busting, busting into the voice, like, you loser, I'm the bad guy, I'm the cool bad guy, look at me, I'm the iconic Nick villain, look at me, bitch! And she shows that kid what for, and I'm like, that's cool. Um, it's fine, uh... I watched some of it, like, the first episode of the dance party. God, I don't, I don't want to watch a dance party in my Rugrats. This is, like, some feature-length movie. I don't care about that. Uh, this is... A Rugrats is cool. Um, it's where they released five, what both Camp Coral they released. Well, about the 26th that they had planned. I don't know what's wrong with that. Um, I don't care. So, uh, the next part of the agenda, as I will repeat again, as I say this, next month, Game Central! I watched, like, a Sonic Direct and a PlayStation thing, PlayStation was talking about Horizon Forbidden Wild, Sonic was like, here's a new game called, possibly, Sonic Rangers, and it's like Breath of the Wild Sonic. I don't care for Sonic. Uh, I would have wanted Sonic Movie 2 news, but no, they were like, here's new Sonic games! And I'm like, uh, it's like the Dragon Quest one they aired yesterday, it's like, here's Dragon Quest 12, and it's gonna be fucking edgy! And I'm like, eh, I, I really don't care for that. I really don't care for edgy Dragon Quest. Hey, look at me, I'm gonna be edgy! Yeah, shut your hell up. Uh, the next month is gonna be Games Fest. Uh, possibly the announcement of Switch Pro. Please, I want to know what that is, because I've been, because people are talking about it on the news, and I'm like, okay, then just explain it, just show it, Nintendo, people have been demanding, so you just show it. Uh, possibly, we're going to get some stuff, um, some stuff including E3 with Nintendo, Summer Games Fest, possibly that Sonic concert, I, I, I don't care, I want to listen to, open your heart, yeah, they have the Crush 40 doing the songs, uh, 
then July, then rest of June, we're going to compile all of the spring things into a ending of spring, beginning of summer. Summer, specifically on July is when summer starts. Uh, we're going to be reviewing, I'm hoping in order of reveals, Ahem, Dragon Maid Season 2, Isekai Cheat Drugstore, Jahisama, that one anime that I keep talking about that I can't find, it's like Ryojo something where this guy is a kid's a dorm mother to college girls, big-breasted college girls. We're going to be watching those. We're going to be watching um, Slammy Jammy 2, The Jam Strikes Back. Um, I I saw the Teen Titans Dynasty 3K Slammy Jammy, and I'm like, I would have wanted it more like the Adam in Place thing. If you don't know what that is, um, no, the, uh, the, the Your Movie Sucks version, which is like, I would have wanted it to be the actual actors reviewing them. No, they're like, here's our invention. We're going to have the nerd locks come back. And I'm like, what? You have to, that, that's the plot of them riffing on Space Jam for MSC through King. I, I would have just wanted uh, them just to be the actors reviewing it. And then like, they're like, ah, oh, this Billy West guy. He's got the Billy West, the, the real Billy West walks. He's like, what you say about me? He says, what you say about me? And they're like, Billy West? And I'm like, that would have made it more hilarious and more tolerable. And I would have liked that. I'm sorry. But that will be June and July. Um, I don't know if we'll do anything for September. I don't know if I'm going to get, like, the uh, the uh, Switch Pro if it's announced. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. But I I'm just excited. Um, specifically, I think Switch Pro is coming because... They're really, they're really building up to it. Like, the new Sonic game looks like it's going to be Super HD. The, uh, I I'm shaking because it's cold. Uh, the new Pokemon game, the other stuff, all the games are working really badly. Wonky on the Switch because, like, they're setting up for Switch Pro. I just know they're going to do it. If it's announced, I will discuss it in the June part of the podcast, and that's going to be it. I've ended my school year. I'm getting a job. I'm done. I'm going to be getting into the June and July stuff, and that'll be my final episodes, I hope. And that's going to be it. So, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.